Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and I am super excited to have you with us today. This podcast isn't just about digital marketing. It's about creating a business and a life you love on your terms. I'm here to explore how you can harness the power of email marketing, newsletters, content marketing, and even artificial intelligence to create value and serve your audience in a meaningful way. And remember, this is all about you. This journey is all about finding fun, effective, and enjoyable ways to engage with your audience, build your brand, and grow your business. On this show, you'll hear from me in solo episodes where I'll share my experiences and insights, as well as conversations with successful entrepreneurs and creators who have mastered the art of digital marketing in unique ways. We'll share their stories, strategies, and case studies to inspire and educate you on your own journey. So, are you ready to turn digital marketing into a fun journey that brings real results to your business and life? Let's do this together. Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I, of course, am your host, Kim Doyle. And I am all kinds of fired up about today's episode. And what I will tell you is I'm trying to get back into, not trying, I am getting back into video. And so I'm also screen, not screen recording, uh, (laughs) talking head. This is a talking head video. That's what I was looking for. And so uh, I'm going to do my best to follow the post and look at the camera, but we're going to see how this goes, right? So if you are not following me on YouTube, you can just go to youtube.com forward slash Kim Doyle. Um, and I am going to see what I can do to also chop up these episodes that I record, whether it's an interview or a solo show into some shorts. Yep. We're going to step into that too. All right. Today's episode is 108. And this actually was uh, just a blog post. And I am too fired up about this to not record a podcast episode on it also. Now, in this one, I am speaking directly to the women in my audience. And if you're a fellow listening, you're going to find a ton of value in this too, I think. Um, But this is really a call to the women in my audience. And so the blog post is titled Empowered and Unleashed Lessons for Women Over 40 Who Crave More in Business. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into all of this. There's a lot of tangible takeaways from this as well. And more than anything, I want to hear from you. I want to hear if this resonates with you, if there's a sticking point, if you disagree. But I'd really, really love to hear from you. All right. So we're going to go ahead and just jump, jump into this. So, um, Basically, I'm saying women over 40, this is your turn. It is your turn and it's your time. And this was all uh, brought on a whole bunch of reasons. But the the thing that made me realize how important this was and how how driven I was to talk about this is recently, so I was down in the East Bay. I'm in Northern California. Everything is called the Bay Area, but there's like the East Bay, the North Bay, the South Bay, et cetera. So I grew up in the East Bay. My niece was graduating high school. So I was down at my sister's um, for her party and her graduation. And it was fun. Be- well, the graduation was a Thursday night. The party was Saturday. So I was down there for a few days. Um, there were three high schools in the area graduating. So they have to stagger them. Um, and God bless suburbia, but I don't miss it. Um, and here's the thing, guys. There's no judgment on it. But at different stages of your life, we want different things. And at this stage in my life, like Costa Rica for sure is my vibe. And we'll get more into that possibly to, in this episode, but later. Um, so my sister had invited some of her dearest friends to my, my niece's graduation party. 
And it was so wonderful to see these women because my sister's known most of them for like over 35 years. My sister will be 50 this year. I am just about to turn 53. And um, it was funny. So I was talking to one of her friends and I haven't seen these gals um, for a while, especially pre-pandemic, I would say for sure. And one of my sister's friends is just 48. (laughs) It was funny because um, we started to talk about my sister's birthday because her 50th is in December, trying to get ahead of it, yada, yada. And so we were talking about it and she goes, oh my God, I am not looking forward to turning 50 at all. And my response was so immediate and natural that I didn't have time to, to think about it. And you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I think as we get older, we are able to listen better, at least in my experience. And we pause a little bit more deliberate. And I don't mean just having regular conversations with people, but this just flew out of my mouth. And I said, oh my God, I said, I absolutely love being over 50. I said, I am so happy with who I am at the stage in my life. And I said, Shauna, I said, it just gets better. And she looked at me a little surprised and was like, really? Um, and, and it wasn't coming from a place of judgment on her part. It was genuine curiosity, right? Because especially as women in, I know in Western culture, it's, you know, everything is youth and beauty and all those things. And any woman my age, I would bet you a hundred bucks that she still feels like she did in, like she's the same person. You are who you are, right? So it's like, God, in my head, I still feel like I'm like 38 or something. My body dictates otherwise, but that's right. Because there's truth, right? There is definitely truth to, um, the body aging and things changing, but oh my gosh, we have access to so much more information, understanding. I also believe that you can be in better shape in your fifties than you were in your thirties if you want it, if that's something you desire. And anyone over forty, I, male or female, I'm sure you can think back to when you were in your twenties, and forty seemed so far away and old, right? And it's so true. If you were to go back to five years ago, it's like. Oh, you know, or 10 years ago, it's like when you were feeling like, I think 40 was probably a little harder for me than 50. Um, and a lot of life reasons and whatnot and experiences, but it, it's just, it, it feels far away, but you look back and you're like, no, I wasn't that old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or it's kind of that thing of when you, um, and this is, again, I think this is probably women more than men, but where if you're unhappy with how you look or you're unhappy with your body, And you look back at those times when you were critical of yourself and you're like, damn, I looked great. Right. And so perspective comes into a lot of this, but you know, all of this is up to you and I'm here. I I, I don't know if this is like a movement I feel coming on, but there is a real drive in me to start having these conversations with women in business because I know we want more. And the truth is the magic starts happening when you realize this is your life. And you get to choose what it looks like. All right. So we're going to roll back to 2008 when I started my business at the ripe old age of 38, uh, because then it felt like I was starting from behind. Now, mind you, you know, that is, it was dominated by, um, I don't think I felt old at that stage in my life, but when I entered the internet marketing space and it was dominated by 20 something bros who were killing it more on that in a minute, because I'm going to call them out. Um, but I, I didn't feel old then in comparison, right? And I'll never forget. 
a guy who's a couple years younger was like, oh, you're like our everyone's mom. And I'm all, what the, I'm not your mother. <laughs> Anyways, I don't need to be anyone's mother besides my kids. I'm going to go ahead and just say that. But in 2008, I started my business for a few reasons. I was widowed in 2003. My kids were six and two, and I wanted to be home for them. At the time, I was working full-time in retail management outside of the house, and I talk about that in a minute. There was no way that that was sustainable. I have always felt in the deepest part of my being that I was meant to do something different with my life, that I had, when I say bigger purpose, I don't mean better, but I had a bigger purpose, a bigger calling than to have a job. There was always an entrepreneurial pull for me. And not most importantly, I I don't know that I would rank these in order of importance or priority, probably equal weights, but is that I wanted more freedom. I was so sick and tired of, of, even as a store manager and as a training manager, and I traveled a lot for the company, I never wanted to own a set of keys to a building I didn't own ever again and have to show up on time and have people waiting for me or dealing with commute traffic. Oh my God, off script. Welcome to my brain. Uh, <laughs> you know, after being in Costa Rica where commute traffic is cows um, or there's maybe some construction, having driven around the Bay Area a little bit, it's just like, man, I do not, I do not miss this at all. Anyways. Um, But freedom was really, really important to me that I controlled my schedule. Um, I like to, I love naps. If I feel like I need to nap and I can lay down and I just get that juicy, like, oh, waking up refreshed, that's cold. During the summer, I love to get in the pool, float, read, whatever, water in general. Um, I wanted freedom and I wanted the freedom to hop on and work at night if I felt like it, pulled by that desire, right? And so the years between 2003, which is when I lost my husband, and 2008 were absolutely some of the most challenging years in my life up to that point. Because, and I say up to that point, because let's face it, none of us get out of this life unscathed. And the more women I talk to, especially at this stage, at this age in life, um, you hear their stories and you hear wow, I experienced that or a challenge with a child. I experienced that also. And, you know, and so I've had my share of those challenges and heartaches and losing my mom. And there's, there's just been a lot in there and there will be more to come. It, the difference is on how I handle those things. And I I think that that is part of the beauty of aging. As we learn, ideally, if you've made a conscious decision to choose that, is that we grow and we evolve. And I made a very conscious decision in 2011 that I wanted to move through my life differently. Um, fortunately, after I lost my husband, I have found, I have, I had, <laughs> I found an amazing therapist who has since become more of a mentor because I still talk to her 20 years later. And I still speak with her and I see her. And she was a big catalyst in why I moved to Costa Rica. I got to see this life that she was living and I was like, why not? Anyways, I'm going to get a little bit more into some of that Um, because really she's such an incredible model for creating whatever you want in your life. And I have nothing but massive appreciation, gratitude, and deep love for her. And she also challenges me, which is what I'm hoping I can do for you. So since I started this journey, there have been three distinct spaces uh, that I have been in since coming online. And I'm calling them spaces because I really think they're too broad to be a niche. 
The first space was WordPress. The second space, internet marketing. And the third is the creator economy. And so the common thread among all three of these is that they're all dominated by men. So we're going to go ahead and start with WordPress, okay? And WordPress has gotten better about highlighting women and featuring women. Uh, But some of you may not know this. A lot of you already know this, but for the first 10 years online, I was the WordPress chick. I discovered WordPress. I grabbed the domain name, which by the way, somebody reached out because they want to buy it. Huh. Do I want to go to that trouble? And it was so funny when I saw off script, um, it was like valuations through go daddy or something. And I thought, okay, well, there's a lot more to this in that I have to not only sell it, but I got to think about emails and whatever, you know, because there's going to be a lot of things that I subscribe to still under the WordPress check, although that might be a nice clean sweep. Who knows? Either way, we'll see if I if I decide to do that. Um, but I just found WordPress and I fell in love. And I just went about sharing what I was doing with it. I was not a developer or coder. I am still not a developer or coder, but I was simply figuring out how to use it. And I was excited. It was truly ignorance is bliss. Like, this is fun. This is fun, right? And then I started getting some skadooshi people trolling me. One guy in particular was a complete dick from the WordPress space. I don't even remember his name, which tells you um, how important he was. And I started doubting myself. And just a side note, this is what a, a skadoosh this guy was, is that I had created, some of you may remember, I was just a total zealot for Studio Press Genesis at the time. And I had created a free PDF of Studio Press resources. He has to call me out because I didn't include the Twitter hashtag. Man, what a miserable human being. Anyway, I, I kind of wish I did have his name just to say avoid him. But anyways, <laughs> um, but I started doubting myself because I think people, and, and this is total conjecture, projection, but I think people who were actual developers or coders, because I had someone else anonymously contact me multiple times. And did I not know the meaning of copyright? Um, because I was using WordPress, you guys, again, ignorance was bliss. It was open source. I didn't think anything of it. And about three years into that journey, WordPress contacted me and said, you can't use it in the URL. And I said, great, no problem. Can you give me a few months to flip everything over? And they said, sure. And then it became the WP chick. Uh, and, and it was so I actually responded to the anonymous troll but with a public letter because they were too chicken shit to see I'm get I'm pretty spicy guys. And this is where I'm heading. So <laughs> um, I might have to start including uh, adult language ratings <laughs> in Apple, but you know, and I just said, it was like, what is a point? And I, I will say this till I take my last breath. You can be kind or you can be right. And the energy that people put into being idiots because that that's just ignorance. That is, I, I'm being super judgy now. But either way, like I, you will never see me as much as I said, I wish I knew that guy's name. I don't have any desire to call people out by name. That's not who I am. It's not how I want to move through the world. Doesn't mean I don't get pissed and have judgments and thoughts though. Anyways, things really started shifting in 2013 when I launched my podcast because I was tired of being behind the computer and creating how-to videos for WordPress. You guys have heard me say this probably, that when I started, I thought I was going to be an information marketing millionaire. I was going to write eBooks and make millions of dollars online. I didn't know what that looked like, but that was, of course, the promise at the time. And 
And then I didn't realize how technical or geeky I was. You guys, I could not even attach stuff to emails before I started this. So if I can do this, anybody can. And podcasting was a game changer for me because of the relationships that grew from the interviews. And my personality, my strength, let's see if I can not hit the microphone, but my strength come from showing up and, and being on and connecting and relating and engaging and being relatable. I know that about myself and I'm at a stage and age in my life where you better believe I'm going to claim that. And so podcasting is a natural medium for me. I think video probably is a natural medium for me. And, and so I'm going to step more into that. I'm going to step more into that fully. Um, so, you know, that's the WordPress space. Okay. That's the male dominated space of WordPress. And I, I'm, I shouldn't have to, but I'm going to do the caveat that obviously not all men are like this. I have amazing friendships with, with guys from the WordPress space that I'm still friends with today. And even though I'm not necessarily in the WordPress space, I still use it, but, um, there is an element of community. I also saw an element of, um, elitist community within that space years ago. I'm not in it. So I'm not going to speak to that today. Next would be the internet marketing space. And I don't think I need to go (laughs) into any detail here. It has been all about bro culture from day one, period. End of story. Enough said. Um, I think there are a lot of men in this space who have grown and evolved, but you know, it, it never ceases to amaze me how there is just this, um, adoration for the dudes. And it's like, oh yeah, you'll see something oralistical and there's 20 men featured and there's two women and whatever. Moving on, creator economy. You know, I wish I could say that this space um, was different, but it's still heavily dominated by men. And even though there are amazing women doing credible things, and again, this is not across the board. I don't think every man is like this. I don't think... um, I don't, I, I just, I don't. Okay. So let's go ahead and, and get that out of the way. But the, the truth is it is dominated by men. When I look at men who highlight other men um, and I'll go look at say the last 20 interviews. And again, three have been women or speakers at an event. It is always dominated by men. You guys, when I got into the space, I had started a Facebook group called the women of internet marketing. I walked away from it. It became very spammy and skadooshy. And that was early on is when I had launched that group. Um, and Facebook groups were super, super new. And I was just like, it became this, like, let's spam my, you know, um, pampered chef products and let's spam joining my biz op. And it was, it was gross, but also goes to say why I don't want to moderate free communities anyway, but the creator economy, um, it, it, it's kind of been a bummer because I feel like there's, it's very bro creator too. And every, I can't, I shouldn't say every, I'm being super general here, but there are so many guys that as soon as they come up, they start highlighting all the same guys, all the same guys. And it's like, we live on a planet with billions of people. And what I want to point out though. Okay. So let's flip this because Kim is not just a ranty loon today is that there's an element of do men just promote themselves more? And I think 100% time, 100% they do. It's it's much more innate in men to just go out there and go, yeah, I can do this. I can do that. I, and they just do it. There's less emotion attached. And I'm not coming from a place of women being emotional, right? But women operate relationally. And this is science. This is psychology. So 
that's that. But the truth is, how do we as women start showing up in a way, and I don't care how trite authentic is, um, but there has to be a way to take really strong strategies and principles of marketing and promotion that work and align it into how we want to move through the world, right? Women don't want to promote themselves the way the, the same way men do. And I will say that there's probably tons of women that don't care, right? So again, please take all of the generalizations with a grain of salt. But I really want to have this conversation and start opening this dialogue. Um, but the truth is, after 15 and a half years of doing this, you see patterns. And I think it's high time women start changing the narrative. All right. So last week, here's a great example. Last week, I was having a conversation with a friend over Voxer. Bear with me. I've got my water here. So I am all amped up. I'm going to get, need to quench my thirst. And my friend was telling me she had picked up a, a new project management tool through AppSumo during their AppSumo days. You guys are not familiar with AppSumo. Um, it is a like a deal site for software. And <laughs> she was rolling when I responded to her because I said, you know what my problem with project management tools are? I hate using them all. I don't want to do that work. It's not where I shine. None of them are going to work for me. So I'm going to just pick it and stick it. Like, so I've just said, I'm going to use Notion and that's fine. I'm going to use Notion and I'm going to make it work for me. But the bottom line is I want someone managing that for me, which is where I'm heading because I don't want to do that. I don't mind having someone remind me and say, Kim, this is due. I need this. Great. Done. But you go into Notion and update tasks and move projects along. That is not my strength. It's not my zone of genius. It's not where I shine. And quite frankly, at this stage in my career, it's a waste of my time not to have systems, right? But what's going to get me where I want to go further? Mastering Notion or creating more content and engaging, getting on podcasts, creating video. What's gonna What's gonna take me where I want to go? Right? It's not the minutia of the day to day tasks. And so, after she stopped laughing, she was like, "Oh my gosh, I love that response." And on the other side of that is that <laughs> there's this crazy part that everything in me fights that truth because there are so many men out there telling me that I have to have a productivity system, a second brain. That's not a dig. Um, and I need to master these tools. Obviously, they're not saying that, but that's what I hear because I'm not curating and controlling what comes into my mind as um, as well as I can. And so that changes. This has really been a huge realization for me because the thing is, there are so many tools and systems available that do the same thing. But who cares if I don't want to be the one using them? Who cares what we use? It, it literally doesn't matter. As long as I can na navigate and do the things I need to do, that's all that matters. And am I smart enough to figure these things out? Absolutely. I'm choosing not to expend my energy there. I, 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 I can do what I need to do within them. And that's plenty. Um, all right. So yeah, this has just been a huge realization. And again, please hear my heart. I am not, let's see if I can stop saying and again, because I'm so ranty today. Um, I'm not saying you don't need structure in your business. I'm not saying you you don't need systems and processes you do. But when it starts to feel like a part-time job to manage your tools and systems, something is off. This is why I'm hiring someone else to do this for me. All right, so back to the productivity bros, all right? Because that is a huge space in and of itself, a niche within the creator economy, the productivity guys. And 
One thing I will say, because on the other hand, and you'll hear me talk about a book and a video series that I've gone down the rabbit hole with, and it has lit something up in me. Um, but it's like like James Clear. I've listened to Atomic Habits. And that to me is not a productivity hack. It's simply developing habits and it's creating muscles. So, you know, as an example, if I want to get in, my goal is always at least three bottles of water a day. And so how can I make drinking half a bottle first thing in the morning a habit? I do it, right? And so James Clear talks, it's much more simple and it's becoming the person who has those habits is a lot of what Atomic Habits is about. So it's just like, I have no desire to spend hours of each week inside of a tool moving things along. I don't, and I don't, I don't need to. Maybe somebody would come in and say, yeah, you do. Uh, And I can definitely improve on systems and processes, but not my zone of genius. All right. Again, back to the productivity bros. Uh, The responsibility is on me to unsubscribe, to stop reading and to unfollow these guys. I have zero FOMO about joining their cohorts or following their systems or getting in their realm, so to speak. I don't need to be on their radar. They're not my target audience. End of story. And that's what I'm also claiming. And so at this stage in my life, it's funny, I wrote in this post at 53, I'm trusting me. But at the time of this recording, I've got a couple weeks until I'm 53. Um, This is all about women over 40 stepping into their power. And some of this episode might really seem like it's targeted towards women over 50, but oh, for the love of God, had I grasped some of these concepts at 40, um, who knows what things would look like. And so if I can inspire women over 40 also, that's fantastic. Um, But there is something about this stage of life. And I just don't know that I can find the words to clearly express, excuse me, how juicy this part of life starts to feel. And um, if you are a male of the same age, just watch your wife. This is, and be in awe. I, women are amazing, right? And people are, I'm a, I'm a people fan. I really am. And I love men. That's not, this is not about that, but God, there's something about a woman owning her strength. And um for anyone, any woman under 40, and well, actually for any woman, I highly recommend you hang out and spend time with older women. Soak up the knowledge, the experience, and trust in the wisdom they share with you. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer that there are things that we just have to go through. We have to learn. And the best way to learn and experience those, those things is for us to do it. You know, how many times did someone tell you something you're like, I read this funny tweet and it was like, oh, my mom actually was right. It is cheaper to eat at home when it's your money. (laughs) It was, it was really funny. Um, But here's an example that before I left Costa Rica earlier this year, and yes, I lived there almost two years and I am going back. My new goal that I'm just putting out to the universe. So it hears me loud and clear is that I want to spend six months in California and six months in Costa Rica. I just want to follow summer. I don't like the cold anymore. Um, But I was able to spend some time with my therapist and her friends. And she, like I said, has been the big inspiration. I mean, she was the only person I knew who had property in Costa Rica. She is also from Northern California. She goes back and forth. And I've seen her from one property to two properties, to selling those condos to a house and then to a better. It's just, it's been phenomenal. Um, 
But I was able to spend some time with her and her friends. And all of them are about 20 years older than me. And the cool thing, too, about the community that I was in in Costa Rica is that it's sort of this melting pot of there's a lot of expats, Americans, Canadians from Europe. Um, and it's such an open community because everyone knew no one at one point. And so I've got friends across the board, different ages. Um, and another friend who had been in my building and then bought a condo. Uh, uh, she, I think she's in her early sixties. Um, it was, it's so much fun to spend time with them. And I don't know if it was after that experience specifically or not, but I told my therapist, um, just how wonderful it was to see women in that phase of their life living such ritual lives and specifically to her that I just said, thanks. You're such an incredible model for me. And it wasn't so much about living in a foreign country. And I know that that is something that feeds my soul, but you know, maybe for someone else, it's like, no, I want, we've paid off our, our home. We raised our kids in. we're happy here. Our community is here. Great. As long as it's exactly what you want, right? That that's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, it was just incredible to observe. And this is, this is one reason of many that I think it's so vitally important to get outside of our own day to day at times, because you don't know what's possible unless you see other people doing what is possible. And this is also why I feel a very strong pull to start speaking directly to women and not that I can expose women to everything. Um, but hopefully I'm going to be bringing a lot more women on the podcast and I want to share different experiences, cultures, background, all of it as it relates to business and, and building an online business that supports the quality of life you want. And so um, something that my, uh, I should just, Susan, I've talked about her so many times, but had said to me, there's an anthropologist named Angie Arian. And um, it's funny because when she first said this to me, um, I, I don't know, I was much younger, probably 10 plus years ago. And she had said that Angie, according to Angie Arian, that women's natural pace is medium to slow. And we step into that at midlife, which is where I'm at. And, you know, I, I think the first time I heard that, I was like, really? Eh, no, you know, because I kind of move quickly. Um, and truth be told is 20s and 30s, I thrived on being as absolutely productive as I possibly could. And in fact, for most of my life, I received praise for how much I accomplished. Now I work differently. I work with intention and ease. And here's the best part. When I do that, I still get plenty of done, plenty of done, plenty of things accomplished. Um, I, I just enjoy the process more. And it it feels really, really good. And it's like I, I have a different level of satisfaction and a deep fulfillment from the work that I do now. And so the truth is, this is all about women claiming it and owning it. I want to see more women claiming their skills, claiming their expertise and what they want. I want to see women own how far they've come, what it is you want to accomplish, regardless of how old you are or what stage of business you're in. I, I look at one of the things that's fueled this little bit of a pivot and um, um, I was going to say anger. I'm not angry. It's 
it's fuel for me at this stage is when I see people who have been in the online marketing space, okay, which not internet marketing, it's kind of a, I think of creators in that space, who started three years ago, and they're like, I have 100,000 subscribers, and I'm doing $1.5 million a year. And I'm like, Kim, go for it, girl, just go for it. And it's, that's the type of stuff that fuels me. Um, And I will tell you, though, there have been times in my trajectory, that that stuff would have made me beat myself up or had me, I would have come down on myself a little too hard. Now it's like, no, I can do that. And all right. So this is where, uh, this is a rabbit hole that I want to talk to you about that I've been down. And I, I've shared this in a couple emails recently. So hopefully maybe, hopefully maybe, uh, either either way, (laughs) um, hopefully this might, let's do that. Hopefully this might inspire you to pick up the book or watch a video series. Okay. Um, so first let me back this up and I may have talked about this in the last episode, but I had gone to Oregon, uh, the coast of Oregon in early May with some friends and it's a trek. Um, I'd say, a nine to 11 hour drive, depending on how many times you stop. I don't mind driving that you guys, to me, it's like, audio time. I listen to podcasts and books. So on the way back, I was listening to the book, Be Your Future Self Now by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Well, that inspired me turning, which lit me up also. Um, And I wrote a letter from my future self dated December 31st, 2023. And to give you an idea, the letter started off with, girl, you are not going to believe what we've accomplished this year. And this might seem, I don't know, as someone who was using the hashtag newsletter, partial podcast title, F the hustle for a long time. 10x, when, I, when I'm going to talk about this, because now the book I'm listening to is 10x is easier than 2x. And it's Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan, um, a strategic coach. Um, it's not the 10x hustle. It is r- having a bigger goal, having something uh, grand in a call with Susan, she said, I'm going to call this a grand goal. And I'm like, I love it. Um, having that bigger truth that that concrete why is a much stronger driver. Okay. And what they talk about is, sorry, maybe I'm getting too much oxygen in and because I'm speaking so quickly. Um, but what they talk about is that 80% of the work that's gotten you here to whatever stage you're in is not what's going to get you there. So there's, you know, we've all heard the 80-20 rule, the the Pareto principle, and that 20% is the next step. So for me, I I think creating and showing up, right? That got me so far. And then I took a step back and I was sort of doing different things and not so much different, but um, I'm going to go off script here again because this isn't in this. But I've realized when I look back, one of the things as I'm stepping into this just lit up phase stage of my life where I'm publicly saying my target audience is women is um, that I've been really paying attention to my time and attention and energy. And this is all um, facilitated by this book, right? It's what was one of the things that Benjamin Hardy says was our story is our standards. And so if your standards are to spend time with people who don't want more, 
your standards, you know, it's that average of the five people we meet. Anyways, um, over the last, say, four years or whatnot, you know, having been around people like, I don't want to create content. I hate social media, all that stuff. So then it's easy to start that sort of start seeping in. And I will say this. I don't know if I've ever said this before. I, I believe I am an empath. I am very susceptible to other people's energy, which is why I'm extremely protective of my time and energy. And, you know, it's really funny. It's like, I, I've said, um, you know, a lot of you guys know I'm, I'm at my dad's place, beautiful house in the mountains. And because I was like, I don't know where I want to settle in California. Now I'm like, eh, what do I want to do? My goal is just to get back to Costa Rica for half the year. So who knows what the future looks like. But the funny thing is, it's my dad can talk all day long. I can talk to no one for weeks at a time and be fine. Now, mind you, I communicate with people online, right? But I don't need to get on the phone. I don't need to go see people. And I'm a pretty social person, but I need to refuel. Anyway, so this 80-20, if I've only been, say, podcasting or doing video 20% of the, the time, that now needs to become my 80 in order to get to that next step. And there's an incredible, I've linked to this in the show notes, the, the blog post. Um, but you can just follow Dr. Benjamin Hardy on YouTube. And he has a playlist where he's doing YouTube videos where he's really breaking down this entire book. And so um, here's, this is, this is so juicy, you guys. I hope this resonates with you. One of the things that has just struck a huge chord for me is that you know, they talk about the fact that in order to reach our 10x goals, we need to get rid of lesser goals. Um, and so I think one of the examples they gave is like, let, let's say money, let's say you've got um, a big financial goal you want to hit. But right now, you're feeding the stress of oh, I need to, I've got this bill, or I've got to get this stuff paid, or I need to put more in my retirement or, or whatever, you fill in that blank. But your stress and your fear is about the day to day, right? Does that person, that's not your future self who has hit that financial target, that that property, that uh, nest egg, those retirement investments, whatever it is, your future self, there's no way to get there by worrying about little things. Now, I'm not saying they're not important and you don't take care of them or manage them, but to feed the fear and worry about them, re- iterates and instills less faith and just chops down any belief you have in reaching what you want. Another example. So Dan Sullivan, at the time um, of, of they wrote this book, or right now, I think I, cause I Googled, I think he's 75 now, but at 71, he decided he wanted to write 100 books in the next 25 years. Do the math, right? That makes him 96. <laughs> um, at 75, he's already written 33 books. And I was like, what? And so listening to this book, because they, so Benjamin Hardy narrates a book and then Dan Sullivan comes in and they have conversations. <clears throat> They've written two other books with each other, Who Not How and The Gap and the Gain, I think is the other one. I might have the title a little off on that one. But what was really cool about it, and this hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, <laughs> I was listening to the book as I was driving back. It's about a two hour drive from my sister's. So after the graduation, it's like, all right, let's do this. And it, I don't know about you guys, but man, I have to be in the right mood and my energy level needs to be in the right space to 
absorb business content or nonfiction content in general. Um, so then I shifted. I was like, I need something a little bit lighter. <laughs> so I shifted, but I did get this message. So Dan Sullivan knows that he couldn't write, I don't know, a ridiculous amount of words in a week. But he also knows that with this topic, with Ben Hardy specifically, he's like, Ben would do a better job of this. So how, so let's collaborate. And so now it's another book. And so you find ways to reach those. And it just makes me think about, um, you know, I'd done a, I think it was a blog post or an email. Sorry about that. If you heard the dog, I've got the doors open for them. And um, I totally lost my train of thought there. Hold on. But in terms of like our zone of genius and where we spend our time and attention, right? And so, oh, this was it. He was talking about, you know, why would I spend time doing things that aren't my skill set? And so this is where I said, I need a VA. I want someone else to manage systems and processes. The second thing is I want someone else to do social media for me. Um, I don't enjoy doing it. I like to connect and engage on social and share some things, but for the most part, there's nothing in me that wants to go take this podcast episode, this blog post, it's 2,500 words. I have no desire to go turn this into a bunch of other pieces of content, like, uh, you know, an Instagram reel or a carousel or whatever. That's not where I want to spend my time. My time is doing the original content. And so I think I have somebody hired for that. So, you know, but it listening to this book and seeing what these guys have achieved and I wish they were women who has achieved this. But again, Ben is all over YouTube. And for whatever reason, and you guys, I, I need to just stop qualifying. I read plenty of books written by women. I follow them. I subscribe to them. Um, so we're going to leave that alone. I think this comes from the influence of a uh, having a 26-year-old daughter who is very conscious of some of this stuff in the world. And um, But it's it's important nonetheless. Um, and you know, something else that I want you to think about is you don't have to keep doing the things that were your 80% that got you here. So to use Benjamin Hardy again, is he grew his audience, he said he wants to be a book author, that was his ultimate goal, wants to write books, and uh, get six figure book deals, etc, sell millions of copies. That was always his goal. So he spent three years, three years writing on medium every day to grow his audience. So when the time came, he had an audience to launch his books to. But excuse me, since then, he doesn't blog on medium anymore. It's like, oh, I mean, how many times have you thought and maybe this is just me. But okay, like, I, I write my emails, I do my podcast, I do this, this, this. And then I think I can't add anything else. Because look at what I'm already doing. It's like, well, yeah, you get rid of some of the things you are doing now. That's the point. Okay. Circling back to women in 10x, I want to see more women claiming they want to 10x their goals, if that's what they want. And I want to drive home this, this point so intensely is that it's your 10x. You do not need to want because I, I it just bugs me. I actually, I don't want to say kind of lost a friendship, but no, eh, maybe. Um, there's, there's a narrative in the online space of, I don't want Lamborghinis and the marketing bros and all that, you know, sleazy stuff that we see. At the same time, who am I to judge? I don't, I don't want a Lamborghini, but I don't care if you do. Do I want an electric Audi? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't care. And it, 
It doesn't drive me. But the thing is, you have to look at when that's a reflection of where you're at in your mind to judge someone else for what they want, where it has no impact and no direct correlation to you and your life. I mean, come on, right? Let go of those judgments. Let people want what they want. Let them have what they want to have. It's more evidence that you can want what you want and you can have what you want. All right. So here, here's a little, I don't know, pseudo prediction or whatnot, but I want to see more women claiming that they want to 10x their goals, right? And I've said this, that if it's what they want. My guess is that most entrepreneurial women do want to 10x their goals. They just don't say so. And 10x could be, I want 10x the free time to spend with my family. I want 10x the time to travel. I want 10x the time to learn watercolors, whatever it is. Okay. So remember, this is not simply income driven. However, there is nothing wrong with that. Okay. So here's a little food for thought on 10x. There is nothing wrong with wanting material things. I am so over the self-righteous attitude that wanting less makes you a better person. It doesn't. It just means you want less. You're the only one that can know that truth. So no judgments one way or the other, but the higher than thou self-righteous attitude that people who want stuff are shallow is horseshit. On the flip side, (laughs) um, having gotten rid of so much over the last four years, really, um, and learning to live with less in Costa Rica, it is also incredibly freeing to realize how little I need to be happy. I'm in a stage where it's all about quality, not quantity. And I always say this, I do not want more crap to take care of. I just don't. Um, And so as I have these grand goals, there's an element to how do I do this with joy and ease in a way that supports feeling a sense of freedom. Now, one false belief that I've had is that, yeah, but the more I have, the more work I have to do. No, no. You can pay people to do stuff you don't want to do in your personal life, just as much as you can in your business. I'll tell you, after having had a housekeeper weekly in Costa Rica, and God bless him, my dad has one here now too, um, twice a month. And you guys, my place was a two bedroom apartment. Beautiful. I do miss it. Um, And the, the cost though, it was like 30 bucks. It was phenomenal. And it was me and my dogs. I will never not have a housekeeper again. I will never, if, I will say if, but when I have property again, I will only have gardeners. I don't want to do that. I don't want to maintain that stuff. Anyways, this is really about you getting clear about how it feels for you in your life and what you want your life to look like. All right. Wanting to earn a high income does not make you shallow. We live on a planet that operates with money as its currency. We need money. We do. Unless you want to go live off the grid, grid or grid, let's just say grid. You want to go live off the grid, hats off to you. But remember, even to do that, you need money to buy the land, to build all of those things. Okay. Unless you're going to grizzly Adams it, have at it. But um, definitely uh, uh, dating myself there, which I've been clear about my age. So I don't know that what the thing is there. Um, all right. Here's another thing. Women who earn more tend to help more. Not that we have to, but my experience of all the women in my life that I've known is that helping and supporting tend to be innate qualities in women. They are not exclusive to women. Um, 
you know, but it, it tends to be how women move through the world. Okay. Um, and the truth is retirement's going to look very different for my generation and younger generations. Personally, I want to work as long as I love what I do, but having money in the bank for the last stage of my life is peace of mind. And it's important. Having a lot of money also means freedom to me. Here's an incredible quote from Susan B. Anthony, 1853, almost at 19. And for those of you non-U.S. residents, Susan B. Anthony was the one who sewed the American flag, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, this is such a beautiful quote. It matters not how overflowing and benevolence towards suffering humanity may be the heart of women. It avails nothing so long as she possesses not power to act in accordance with those promptings. She realized women must have a purse of their own. Bottom line, it doesn't matter what we feel. When we've got money, we can act. Right. And I, I, I subscribe to that wholeheartedly. Yes, you can volunteer your time and all that. Do you like how I'm like trying to get ahead of the counter arguments? Have at them. Um, so my challenge to you when it comes to what you want is to take the time to go deeper, get quiet, take some deep breaths and allow yourself permission to want what you want. That is one of the greatest lessons Susan has given me in like not apologizing for it or having to qualify or it's, it's taken a while to own it, but you better believe I freaking am owning it now. Um, anytime you find yourself judging what you want, ask yourself as if it, <laughs> I swear I only had one cup of coffee. Ask yourself if that's really your judgment or someone else's. So let's talk about the importance of deeper work connection and rich experiences. So the last big event I went to was Funnel Hacking Live in 2018. As of now, I have zero intentions of going to an event that big again. I had debated on going to the high level, which I have, I think I shared in the last episode. I'm going in with, it's go high level. And you know, it's a bummer is that they market themselves as for agencies. Yes, you can have an agency, but it is the most robust all-in-one platform. Funnels, courses, you can do email, you can do text, websites, all of it. Um, yeah, I just, I, I like having everything in one place like that. My content though will stay on WordPress. Um, but I thought about going to high level in October, but I decided I'm going back to Costa Rica for a couple of weeks instead. <laughs> Hashtag no brainer. Um, and I'm actually staying at Susan's house. And by the way, I have linked to the house in the blog post if you want to see it and rent it. Um, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, that's just way too many people for this girl. And it's also not the energy I'm craving at this stage in my life. And maybe for now, that may change next year, right? That's the beauty of this. We get to change change our minds. My idea of an event is one I'm going to be hosting myself. The plan is the first quarter of 2024. And yes, it's going to be in Costa Rica with a small group of women where we mastermind, connect, and support one another. It's going to be a combination of learning, experiences, deeper connection, and relaxation. Uh, the relaxation piece. It's hard not to relax in Costa Rica. You get off the plane and there's just a different energy in the air there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get masseuses to come to the house because as I was in a mastermind, what years was that? 2015 to 17, 18, I don't remember, for a, few, a couple of years. Uh, veil, very um, testosterone driven. And each time we had like an in-person mastermind event, <clears throat> there was an adventure. One of those was I 
drove a Ferrari on a racetrack. That was pretty cool. I don't need to do that again now. Um, it was fine. Like I thought I'd love it more, but I was like, holy shit, this car goes fast. Um, did hot air balloon. Loved that. Uh, we got to go towards Zappos. What are some of the things we did? But it was so nonstop. I was like, could you just give me a minute to go take a nap or go sit and have a conversation with somebody? It was like, I, I just that's not my speed. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, I want to allow for free time for people to just sit and have conversations and connect. And anyway, so, um, you know, there's there's just something about Costa Rica. One of my dearest friends who grew up across the street from me, uh, she came to visit me in Costa Rica three times in one year. Uh, once was with other friends. And this is when we ran in Susan's house. Um, the other two times we were just at my place and it, the trips were just, um, they were so lovely. They were a mix of relaxation, a few experiences and lots of time hanging out together. And the last time she came just this past January, she's like, okay, I've got my list. And she had a little journal and I was like, oh, stuff you want to do? She goes, no, stuff we got to talk about. <laughs> Uh, which I love. Susan, you're the best. Um, and so that's what I crave. When I think about deeper work and hat tip to Cal Newport, Newport and his book, Deep Work, it all comes down to one thing, which is being present at the moment and enjoying what I'm doing. That's what deep work means to me. This post is a perfect example. It was a Saturday morning when I wrote it. I had just finished my coffee. The sun was out. The windows were open. And I wasn't thinking about anything else I needed to be doing. I just went with the flow. My dad was off doing something. My sister was coming up later that night for Father's Day. And it was just, I was like, this is a lovely moment. And I thoroughly had fun writing this. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I love those moments where I just get lost in the work. So now let's talk about the value of creating rich experiences in business. So last week, and again, this is the time I'm writing, uh, excuse me, recording this um, is mid-June. And um, so last week, I'd witnessed a public lashing from one young bro creator about another. He literally called him out and tagged him. I'm talking to you about copying other people's work and not giving credit. And so um, (laughs) in the post, I said, bro one was claiming that bro two was stealing all his stuff and using it to sell his own course. Never mind the fact that Bro 2 has been publicly writing and publishing for the last few years. This is in the writing space. So talking about write, becoming a writer and creating content and you know publishing on different platforms, et cetera, with frameworks, the whole nine yards. The funny thing was that Bro 1 was uh, so high on himself. He's grown an incredibly, an incredibly big business and he knows what he's doing. So not to take away from that. But he started claiming basic writing principles as his own. For example, the term be clear, not clever. You guys, I remember a friend who'd taken a copywriting course talking to me about that like in 2012. It was like, it was amazing how many things he took credit for that weren't his. And if you've not read the book, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, you know, he talks about it. And you've heard the the saying that there's no such thing as as a new idea. And actually in a conversation with Susan this morning, she said, of course, we can all say the same things. Um, it's who you are and what you bring to it. It's your energy. It's your meaning behind it. It's your interpretation. Paraphrasing here. Um, the crazy thing was that bro two handled it like a class act. And I think the public lashing may have backfired on bro one a bit. 
Um, I certainly saw him in a different light. It was like, yeah, I don't need to read you guys anymore. <laughs> and it was, but it it just does. And there were a lot of men that called him out and made fun of him. Like it just, it, it was very interesting. Um, yeah, the internet, God bless it. Uh, but creating rich experiences in business and life allow you to see things from a much broader perspective, which is something bro one wasn't able to do because he's either a <clears throat> drank too much of his own Kool-Aid or he hasn't had enough life experience to think through this with a more objective perspective. You know, I am definitely a reactive person. The difference is I don't react publicly and I give myself a hot minute to breathe before responding to most things today. Um, you know, people that are in my personal life might think otherwise, but I think I've, it's something I've really consciously chosen to work on and to pause for a minute and, and think things through. Um, because you just, you think about it and it's like, had he paused for a hot minute to process before responding, I eat reacting, it would have gone really differently. And, and a lot of people said this should have been handled privately. You should have reached out to him. You should have reached out to him. And so his negative backlashing about this other person put the other person in a higher light and you know, I don't know. I'm sure he'll recover, but it was an interesting thing to witness. Um, unfortunately, this is also part of how we learn. You know, I have absolutely had my own fair share of, oops, I could have handled that better. Um, and where I've reacted, but this is what is so fantastic about getting older. Have you guys ever seen that? Um, it's like a little quote or image and it says, I'm at a stage in my life where if someone tells me two plus two is five, I'm going to tell them, okay, <laughs> just go about like, I don't really pick your battles, folks. Um, I, I just think it's, it's really important that we become, um, that we step outside of ourselves once in a while. We become more deliberate and conscious about how we do things as we get older, ideally, right? Like I said, this has been a very conscious decision for me and it's something I work on consistently. Um, I Here's a great example. I love both being at home and I love new experiences. It's kind of a dichotomy. Every now and then though, I push myself outside of my comfort zone for a new experience because that's when my mind is opened. That's when I learn. That's what inspires me and brings a whole new dimension to what I'm creating. Um, I think it's hard to continue inspiration and creativity when we do the same thing day in, day out, day in, day out. You know, it's, God, you guys also dating myself. Remember the video uh, by Pink Floyd? We don't need no, um, oh, what is the song? We don't need no education. Leave those kids alone. Why can't I think of the name of the song? Um, it's the Dark Side of the Moon album, I think. Anyway, but it's robotic, which is what life becomes when we don't allow ourselves new experiences and, and to create this rich, full life. And by rich, I mean both financially, but also in texture and color and people. Uh, another gift that Costa Rica gave me. Um, all right. So ladies, this is all about, again, craving more in business. I think it is up to us. As I wind down this episode, I want to point out again that there are so many amazing women entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. I'm thinking Mouseketeer and an entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, it's time for Kim to wrap up. Um, so many amazing women doing incredible things online who have created exactly what they want in their lives and business. 
find those women and model what they've done. Tweak it, adjust it, and pull out the pieces that resonate with you. Then bring all of your you-ness, right? No one is you than you, Dr. Seuss, to whatever you're doing and go all in. Maybe some of you reading or listening to this are hitting that point in your life when you can say, yeah, it's my turn. Okay, I've raised my kids or they're almost out of the house. And it's like, what I want this chapter to look like, because it doesn't have to look like our mothers. And I was blessed with an incredible, amazing mother who I miss daily. But I also know that my life looks very different than hers. Um, We were each handed our own challenges, struggles, wins, all of it. And she supported me. And so I, I just would challenge you to say, what do I want? And have some fun with it. Let it be, you know, let it be something you play with. Because the interesting thing, and I don't have data in front of me, but I know this is um, supported by data, science, something, (laughs) psychology. Um, But when you ask better questions, you know, our mind starts looking for better questions, answers, excuse me. So ask yourself the questions that you want answered and just have fun with it. And don't, don't limit yourself to um, what that looks like, how it happens and when it happens. You know, something else Susan said to me this morning is, you know, when we start taking steps towards creating the big vision, the grand goal, whatever it is you want to call it, when you start taking those steps, it's going to speed up the process. And I don't care how woo-woo you think this sounds because it's true. I have so much validation of this. And when things are right, they happen incredibly quickly. I made the decision to move to Costa Rica. A week later, I had a deposit on a place. I came home to Cal. I moved out in 30 days. I came home to California for two months and was off. Um, and now I have... God, I'm gonna have to do a whole separate post on Costa Rica. And because now I've been back in the States five months now. Crazy. And so many thoughts and beliefs I had before coming back. And now being back. It's wild. And I'm just super appreciative of all the experiences. Um, So now I am owning what I want. And I'm owning who I want to talk to and how I can help them. Women, women over 40, you are my audience. Um, I know exactly where I'm going and what I want to create in both my business and my life. And I'm craving more. And so I'm going to create it. Now, remember, again, I keep saying this because I feel like wanting more doesn't that you define the more. Let's just say that. Okay. I want new relationships, experiences, all of it. My hope for you in reading this or listening, obviously, is that you feel that spark light up within that says, yes, I am ready to create what I want. And you go for it with every ounce of your being. That's it. I'm Kim Doyle. As always, thanks so much for listening, guys. And I would love a review in iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen. I'm out there in a few different places. Stitcher. I got to double check those links. Um, I'll catch you next week. I'm back with a couple interviews that I recorded before I left Costa Rica and stay tuned. I've got some exciting things in the work. Thanks guys.